Welcome to episode 184 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my co-host, Warren Sklar. He's back and feeling better. Welcome back and happy new year to you, Warren. Oh, thanks. Yeah. COVID round two. It was a, uh, I recommend this stream over the, the last one. So that, it gets my, <laughs> it gets two stars compared to the one star of the last one. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. And I'm uh, trying to, I feel a little bit like, uh, like some people we know with their audio setup here. So I got to figure that out. Yeah, uh, well. But I got some toys for Christmas. I, I got, I got a, a sure. piano and I got COVID and um, I got all that stuff over Christmas. So um it's fun yeah good back. and then we'll also welcome back to the show always love having her kelly gamont how you doing kelly happy new year yeah, nice to have you nice to be here and happy new year to you too as well well glad you're here and uh, we, uh first show of 2022 so we're uh here to uh talk about all all kinds of stuff there's always something something in the apple world that must be going on but uh we're gonna hear and just jump right into and uh Talk about the news and uh, a couple surprises here and uh, got some CES stuff. And, and we might even touch upon some of the things we might th- uh, think might be un- uh, uh, announced later this year by Apple. We don't know, but uh, we'll see where that goes. But uh, first story, rest in peace, BlackBerry. BlackBerry is at the end of the line this week. They shut it down for good. This was on January 4th. Uh, Ars Technica, uh, BlackBerry, the company that once dominated the smart mobile uh, device market, has recently announced that it's finally discontinuing key services that support its phones as of January 4th. So it's passed. It's over. The phones will no longer be providing with provisioning services, meaning that they will gradually lose the ability to join networks, including the cellular network. I mean, it just seemed like uh, yesterday I had a BlackBerry, and I'm sure I'm, I'm going to the assumption that the, the two of you have had had one at one time as well. Uh, and uh, it's kind of sad. I remember I, I was very I was very excited when I got my first BlackBerry before the iPhone came out, and that was uh, yeah. you know, a long time ago, a long time ago. But uh, uh, I put another link an article in the, in the show notes here too uh, uh, from uh, MacWorld that they. Um, uh, they talk about how iPhone killed the BlackBerry, and then we're not, but it didn't have didn't have to happen. Um, so there was an interesting uh, topic on that. Uh, what do you think, Kelly? This is it's kind of sad, but it's also not surprising. End of an era, kind of. It's sort of like finding out uh, when this when this broke. What I remember about what it struck me as similar to was when uh, AOL Instant Messenger finally. Yeah gave up the ghost because it was sort of two things at once like first oh is that still a thing i didn't realize that was still a thing and now it's no longer officially a thing so that was it um the thing that it did remind me of is people were talking about um the unrivaled dominance of blackberry Mm -hmm. as as the first sort of smartphone that you could get is i remember people describing uh the iphone as it's like a blackberry but apple makes it and i remember hearing that from more than one person like independently of people like just in in the the people that i talked to and stuff you know did you hear apple's making a thing like a blackberry like that seems weird you know um and so just sort of uh remembering what the smartphone market was like at that point and remembering uh how mediocre the reception was amongst smartphone fans who weren't maybe necessarily weren't apple fans uh when 
the iPhone was announced and, and all of that. And like, why would I do that if I can have a Blackberry with an actual keyboard, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So just sort of thinking back to what that stuff, um, uh, like what the landscape was like at the time and then looking at it now and seeing how fast all of that changed because it really was fast when it all went down. So yeah, yeah. it was just kind of interesting. Definitely. And it's 15 years actually to the day tomorrow that the uh, iPhone was first announced by Steve Jobs at Mac World in San Francisco. Uh, that uh, how ironic that just right around that time with that BlackBerry <laughs> would suffer such a fate. Uh, and they, they have a picture of the Steve Jobs uh, looking at the, the phones that were out there at the time, including the, the Moto Q and the BlackBerry, the Palm Trio, the Nokia E62. Mm -hmm. Those were, those were the hot phones back then. Did, uh, did you have one Warren? Did you have BlackBerry? Oh, not only that, I, I was responsible for deploying the Bez server to my company, which ah. was about 5,000 people. Um, so you have lots we of experience going... with BlackBerry. Oh yeah. <laughs> A lot of good it does you now. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it was a, really weird time so we're moving from like kind of like the the pagers to yep. blackberry was it the transition mm -hmm. some people threw in a sidekick like the sidekick in there in between and a yeah. few of the um, remember that it had a different name or it had something else in there too but um yeah we did the blackberry server and i just remember the the biggest issue not issue well it was the the culture changed with the companies because these people half of them were like i'm not carrying my email with me everywhere I'm going. I mean, this is, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm not working wherever I am. Right. And then the other half was like, yeah, I, this is great. And then, of course, the CIO of the company was, like, totally obsessed with it. He, had, he was, it was so obsessed that my, he made my coworker, we had T-Mobile Blackberries at the time, he made my coworker drive around New Jersey to test reception in all locations because, we, you know, with the Blackberry at the time, this, you know, it was a first time in, in really history where bad data meant you weren't getting your emails, right? So, like, you yeah. know, people weren't getting their emails and they would call up and they would call to help us. I'm not getting emails. And 90% of the time it was just, um, you know, service issues with T-Mobile. Um, my big BlackBerry faux pas was when the um, the company was sort of, transitioning it was a little later i can't remember the date probably around the 2010 or 12 blackberry came out with their tablet right um, oh, the biggest flop ever <laughs> yeah I was the, the playbook, the playbook. Was, it the playbook? Yeah. was it the playbook why I do so. i know that i'm not sure i don't <laughs> it's something like that but yeah it's uh well anyways i convinced my uh my friend and neighbor to get one over a iPad. And at the time there was, I think because he still had a Blackberry, I'm like, this will be, you know, something that you would use. It was, I still hang my head in shame. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, but, uh, like every other company that, that, that failed to adopt uh, when iPhone just became just the, the, the love we love today. Um, just you wonder why a lot of, uh, why then parent uh, company research and motion paid little in mind to it. Just, just kind of like what Microsoft did, if I recall. Yeah. <laughs> when Steve, when uh, Steve Ballmer said, well, well, we don't care about mobile. <laughs> yeah. 15 years since, man. Yeah. yeah. iPhone, the, um, the first iPhone. Yeah. Yep. Well, I was there. That's, I like, that yeah. doesn't feel, that feels so much longer ago and so much yep. not longer ago at the same time. 
life. But yeah. wow, 15 years. Because I got up at like three in the morning to go make sure that I was in line uh, <laughs> to get into the Steve note. So I was in the room, not in the overflow room yeah, yeah, with yeah. a big screen, but in the room room itself when that got announced. I got very lucky That's in that very moment. Lucky. Yeah. And you probably yeah, be able to say you, years. you got you got to watch that whole witness that, that yeah. history made right there. And I was texting my tech support department from the company I worked for. I was texting them what was happening as it happened because I didn't have I didn't have a BlackBerry. <laughs> so I was texting them from my little Motorola mm -hmm. candy bar phone, yep. like the Rocker 2. I think it was not the first one that had iTunes on it that was terrible, but like the yeah. next one that was a little slimmer and cool. And so I was texting them and I was like, you guys, Apple's making a phone. And they were like, no, no. yes, Apple's making a phone. And like it was I just remember it being really weird in that room yeah. uh, to be there and just because you could feel that some that like this was going to be huge even if it didn't end up being the dominant thing and i don't think even if you asked the most confident person in that room about the iphone do you think it was gonna did you think it was gonna be what it is now you know i don't think any person in that room would have even imagined that this is where we would end up but um it was definitely a, a very interesting uh interesting place to be and because you could tell like this is going to be a big deal regardless of how popular it is or anything. It's like forcing the whole smartphone conversation forward in a direction, uh, you know, that's not just BlackBerry. And I think that was probably part yeah. of where, uh, where that all started initially. So yeah. Wow. 15 years. Yeah. And Black, BlackBerry as a company still exists in Canada, but has absolutely nothing to do with anything with mobile devices. <laughs> so, seems to sound like what IBM did <laughs> that become a yeah. services company versus well, at least IBM is still successful. <laughs> uh, but yep, RIP, RIP. Uh, then what happened really this week is uh, Apple became for, just for a brief moment a three trillion dollar that's with a T trillion dollar company. Um, this is linked at CNBC. Uh, th uh, this was earlier this week. Uh, the the market cap hit at over three trillion dollars, and during briefly during training uh, this pa this past Monday, as we record, um, and uh, it was just pretty amazing to see that who would have thought that Apple would be at a at a three trillion dollar uh, value. It just just it just yeah. blows my mind uh, how how far we've come with Apple over all these years. That uh, it is, I mean, it's it's under three trillion now, but you know, that's only like two point nine. Four or whatever. But you can see it from here. Yeah, I the, mean, the market's yeah. like a yo yo. There was, there was a news story about like, it, it, you know, how it went down a little bit today, but it like went down as much as like, you know, a lot of companies are worth. Yeah. I mean, the, the it went down like, it went down like, you know, a lot. <laughs> but in comparison, I Apple guess, dropped a Taco it, Bell in value today. Oh, Pretty just, much. Yeah. They dropped the whole company down. <laughs> Apple is doomed. We're dropping. Yep. No. But Had a good run. It's a good run. It's a. It's pretty amazing, and I will, I will talk future here just a bit. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just, it's so fun to cover Apple and 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 to see its its success and, and the products that we all love. So, um, and then um, this was interesting: uh, a class action lawsuit that alleges that Google is paying Apple to stay out of the search engine market. 
This is on in, in uh, Apple Insider. Uh, and uh, a class action loss antitrust case has been filed that claims that Apple and Google have violated U.S. antitrust laws in how they deal with each other, up to and including the payments that Apple's, uh, uh, Google's search engine as default on uh, Apple products. If I recall, we did say that the, uh, uh, Google does play, pay something like... I don't know if it's billion dollars, but uh, it was a lot. <laughs> it is a non-zero amount of money. It is yes. a many zeros amount of money. Like, yes. yes. Like, those payments exist, but for it to be for this was... To keep like, it default. Honestly, that was my same reaction when I heard it in the first place, was just to laugh at it. Like, this, that mostly it will be fun if they manage to make it to actual trial because discovery will make for some fun reading. That's really all it comes down to. It's going to be like a forced look inside a company and neither one of them want that. So it's just, it's just, it's just lining the pockets of all these lawyers that, uh, that, that, uh, it'll be fun. That can follow this. And, and okay. So, so they don't want them to be in the search engine business. Big deal. I mean, Google's dominant is Google's domination in search engines uh, in search is going to continue. I mean, there's, other companies that are doing it. I mean, Microsoft hasn't been coming anywhere close with Bing uh, and others, but you know, the, the, Apple probably, if anything, was, wants to stay out of it because they they have enough their their, their services business doing mighty fine. Thank you very much. Yeah. Wasn't it a, a crane company or trucking company that did this lawsuit or something silly? That's what I, what I read. It was some. It was the lawsuit was brought on by like literally a crane company. No, oh, that one's yeah. I, I didn't see that, but that's anything's yeah. possible. But again, if if our friend Chuck Joyner would be here, he'd just be shaking his head on more lawsuits you know, with <laughs> Apple. Yep. So uh, anyway, uh, well, let's go ahead and move on here. Um, Verizon and T-Mobile. Um, there was an iPad. They discontinued the iPad rebate program following widespread customer complaints. This is in this is in Mac rumors. Uh, this week, uh, Verizon and T-Mobile had discontinued their iPad rebate program in partnership with Apple while following widespread customer complaints that the program was ineffective, flawed, and rarely worked as intended. Uh, in recent weeks, complaints from customers have emerged across social media regarding Verizon and T-Mobile's rebate programs. It, and if it worked according to plan, the program would have given customers up to a $200 rebate when purchasing a cellular iPad and activated through Verizon or AT&T, or excuse me, or T-Mobile. Unfortunately, customers had to face subpar experience with the program, often reporting denied for the re- rebate for unclear reasons. Um, so shenanigans, shenanigans. Yes, uh, I, <laughs> I think uh, this is. Uh, I've never been a huge fan. I know Warren, you've had some success with with these rebates, especially with T-Mobile. I think you almost got your iPhone for free, but uh, with, with the phone, yeah, with the phone. But the i the the tablet and the watch things that they do, yeah. the iPad and the watch. That's the biggest. That's the biggest thing that's that's bad badness because like you know they'll they literally just say you're going to get like a free tablet or free ipad or whatever and you got to pay for the service um in fact i was just at a winter festival in philadelphia and i had a t-mobile stand and like you spin the wheel you go in something uh-huh. the wheel I landed yeah i landed on free ta- <laughs> I, I landed on free tablet and i'm like oh cool free tablet it's like yeah you just got you know get to tablet and you got to do the Activated. service I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was probably so, an Android yeah. tablet too. You only <laughs> no, have to I, sign up for four years of service, and you get a Galaxy Note. Yeah, it was. I think it was an iPad. To be fair, but but, huh. but a lot of a lot of them give away will give away 
the cheaper iPads with the cellular if you do the right. service. The ninth gen so, or something. Yeah. yeah so, um, so beware. You don't have to worry. Don't, I, I tend to avoid. I, I've always been very happy buying my stuff directly from Apple. So like, I, I kind of avoid it. Um, uh, this next story, I know you, Kelly, were having fun with uh, Charlotte uh, this early this week on uh, on uh, TDO. Uh, uh, Lumos, Siri understands Harry Potter spells. This is actually from her article on Mac Observer. Uh, yes. Uh, hey, S lady, Lumos will turn on the iPhone flashlight. I tried yep. it. I was like, holy cow, this is really cool. Yeah. So if you say. Something turns it off, too. If you say. Hey, knocks. Hey, S, S lady, Lumos, it's. Uh, Got to turn the flashlight on and to turn it off. Uh, as, as all Harry Potter aficionados know, the command is Knox. <laughs> I did uh, that is like so the coolest thing they ever did. I guess equivalent commands do also work on Android phones, but uh, to have to say "Hey G," um, yeah. But this is kind of fun. I, I think Apple actually outdid themselves to have a little fun with uh, with Siri. Um, you know, with the traditional stuff like open the pod bay doors and and beam me up and all the all the crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, my favorite, of course, the zero. What's the zero divided by zero? And your cook and, and the Cookie Monster line. But mm-hmm. I know you guys were having fun with this, uh, Kelly. We did well, and part of it was because uh, it came about after uh, Charlotte texted me. Uh, in the evening, my time, like she had gotten up and and like in all caps had texted me, did you know about this? And and I went, is this going around like on social media or something? And it she was. goes and she goes, OK, did she's like, you didn't answer me. Did you know about this? I'm like, yes, I knew. But you're like the third person to tell me about it. That's why I wondered if it was going around somewhere. <laughs> and um, uh, like you said, David, the thing that I enjoy about it is um, the the moments of personality. Uh, every once in a while, somebody tries something with with the S lady and and gets some fun result. Like it used to be, if you asked her about Westworld, she would say that doesn't look like anything to me. And um, you could ask her about movie plots, which was also a fun one. Uh, when she would tell you that like 2001 was a movie about a lovely uh, computer assistant that was mercilessly killed by a bunch of humans, you know, and stuff like that, and and like the first, you know. Uh, what's the matrix about and she would say it's about a red pill and blue pill and black leather and guns and black leather and lots of guns and free will and black leather and guns you know (laughs) and i'm like you are not wrong artificial intelligence so like any of these things that are that sort of give you a chance to have fun with your assistant and it like you know the other piece of it is that it helps draw people in a little bit when you give them something fun to do and it's not sort of work and you know and you can tell it's gonna actually do the thing it says and things like that you know those are always kind of fun um you know the they always sort of remind me of of the story about how the first uh when no computers had mice and they were trying to get people to interact mice they had this little game so you would hold the mouse to move the fly swatter around the screen to swat the fly and that was how you taught people Right. to use this interaction paradigm that nobody had ever seen before. And so that's like these sorts of things. That's what they remind me of is, is uh, making it easier for people to use Siri and, and do, and, and, you know, talk to it for other stuff too, and make it easier to use for everybody. So, yeah. Also and, nerds. So, you know, nerds. Yeah. And how do you, Harry Potter's what, 20 years ago now? Uh, the first film 20 years ago. Yeah. Jesus. I'm getting, we're all getting yeah. old. Never saw, <laughs> never saw any of them. And those words make no sense to me. So, all right, then we won't have much other comment from you about this. 
I tried it out. I didn't know what it, I didn't know what I was saying, but I tried it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the next story here. This is in the Verge. Uh, Apple's HomeKit bug can send iOS devices into a death spiral. Oh no! Yeah, this uh, is super fun. Signing into iCloud will retrigger the crash even after a full restore. That's even more special. Um, uh, you always have to be wary of invites to a stranger's house. That, that upside, uh, upside of this piece, window piece was the security research found a, a vulnerability capable of locking iOS devices in a, spir- a spiral of freezing, crashing, and rebooting if the user connects to a sabotaged Apple Home device. Uh, the, uh, the vulnerability was discovered by a security researcher and can be exploited uh, through its HomeKit API. And the software interface allows iOS app to control compatible smart home devices. And uh, the attacker can create HomeKit devices with extremely long names, 500,000 characters. Well, that'll, that'll, make, that'll make it more fun. So mm-hmm. obviously, I see they found this bug and they're doing it. And uh, we'll talk about this here. Just a sec about the, in, in beta here. But uh Let's let's hope this is squashed, as it is uh, going to be. Uh, but uh, be aware of that. Uh, don't 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 use your home kit to be rogue with that. So uh, and see where it goes. Um, another another bug here. This is in Mac Rumors uh, Mac World. Excuse me. A bug preventing messages send read receipts uh, from being turned off. It's a bug in iOS and iPadOS appears persistent, uh, including uh, in cons- uh, including showing other people your attent- attentiveness. Uh, some people find read receipts to fiendish in nature. I think I, I turn it off, uh, but apparently I can't. If this bug, if I had this bug, <laughs> uh, other thing, uh, others think that they're invaluable. So some people like it, some people don't. Uh, but it's rare to find mm-hmm. an opinion in the middle. But uh, with read receipts enabled, a rec- uh, recipient of the message uh, sees the text underneath, says re- read, um, and uh, lets you know. But uh, apparently there's a bug. And while well, you're allowed to actually turn it off, um, and for now there is no particular resolution. Some people have found restarting their iPhone and iPad provided relief, at least temporarily. So let's hope the next version of iOS will fix this. I don't know if either of you have uh, experienced this. I I don't, like I said, I turned mine off. So I turned it off. So I haven't noticed. Yeah. So yeah. be aware. That's what, what we're here for. So a, a yep. PSA there. Uh, and um, last uh, story I had here, this is a new, uh, a new app. It's called visible. Uh, it's, there's a new tri- trial. This is in CNET. Uh, on CNET, uh, you uh, you can sample Verizon's network for free on an unlocked iPhone. Right now, it's only for the iPhone for now. Uh, if you want to try out Verizon's uh, network but aren't necessarily ready to switch to the carrier, if you have a recent iPhone, there's a new way to do it now. Uh, Visible, which is one of Verizon's prepaid brands, announced on Thursday this, this week uh, as we record, uh, offering a 15-day free trial of its network, similar to T-Mobile's updated test drive program from last year. Visible takes uh, Visible's trial takes advantage of the eSIM, of course, which we know is a virtual SIM card that's gonna is a wave of the future. Uh, can uh, can uh, live alongside your current cell phone provider if you have a, a, a physical SIM. Uh, and once you set it up, it'll allow you to compare uh, Visible's network and by ex- extension Verizon's to your current provider and see what what you want to try it out. So pretty cool. Uh, and then this yeah. is this is really uh, something you're going to see with eSIM. I mean, and and we hadn't really, I didn't really have said topic, but uh, I think uh, yeah, we could talk about that in in the 2022 future, potential possibilities of uh, eSIM 
uh, becoming eSIM only and not have a physical SIM. So stay tuned. We'll talk about that. Um, so that's uh, that's the news for this week. Uh, let's move on to the topics. But uh, before we move on to the topics, I just wanted to announce something here on the show. Uh, I, I decided to, we would like to uh, see if anybody would be interested in supporting us a little bit anyway and uh, buying, buying us a coffee. Um, we're going to have a link in the show notes, and then we'll, I'll mention it again at the end of the show. But if you go to buymeacoffee.com slash in touch with iOS and uh, buy us a coffee so, to support the show, we'd, we'd love to have you. Um, it, uh, or it would help out, uh, uh, with the show in itself and, uh, to offset some costs. But, uh, if you're, if you like the show and you enjoy it, please, uh, visit that website, buy me a coffee.com slash in touch with iOS. I would appreciate it. I need some cables. You need some cables? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy you some cables. Um, we're fundraising for Warren's new webcam. Yeah. So hey, she's actually kind of in focus for the whole show. Yeah, that's right, because we... It actually, it actually has been. Don't move. Nobody move. Yeah, don't move. <laughs> so, and we'll have we'll have other, have other announcements in the future as well, but uh, to support us, we'd really appreciate it. Um, but moving on, the beta this week, the beta's been kind of quiet. 15.3, the beta one is still ongoing. Um, and uh, one thing, we, as we just talked about in that, in that, that story, is, uh, is the fact that... Uh, that HomeKit bug should should fix the, the HomeKit vulnerability. Uh, but other than that, uh, Warren, you've been running it for a while, and I, I'm, I'm eventually to say there really isn't much to it. There hasn't been anything I can see as of late that's been reported. Well, it's been holiday weeks, and they, they give developers off, I guess, some time off, and yeah. it's been quiet. Yeah. Um, and I was... They knew I was in no shape to test it, so... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Pretty much full... Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess what's Thursday, probably next week. I'm yeah, I would, I would, I would think so. Um, so, uh, yep. Nothing else really to say much about beta this week, but, uh, this week actually the CES or the consumer electronics show as it used to also be known 2022 is, was this week as we record. And I could tell you, there's been lots of uh, discussion of no one going cause I didn't go and usually I had gone in 2020 and you don't go. I uh, wanted to go, but then I think a lot, and a lot of uh, our friends also chose not to go, uh, as, as, as we've been having quite a discussion among our, our CES squad that, uh, including Dave Hamilton and others, um, that, uh, opted not to go, but, uh, okay, they did have the other events and they did have Pepcom, which is one of the Pep's events that are out there. And it was uh, kind of sad. You start seeing the videos and there's not too many people in, in the uh, room. Uh, not so peppy. It wasn't so peppy. And the uh, showstoppers, I guess, was this week, but we'll be seeing a virtual event next week. Uh, but then mm-hmm. CES in itself has been going on, and we're getting a lot of good uh, press. I've got a lot of press releases, and I wanted to just kind of highlight a couple of things that uh, uh, a couple of things that were announced uh, uh, during CES. One of them was really interesting is the fact that Intel uh, teased a technology to improve iPhone and Apple Watch integration with PCs. Now, really, I want to mm-hmm. be talking too much about PCs, but I found this to be kind of interesting. This uh, this was in 9to5Mac. Uh, uh, they announced their uh, next generation of premium Evo brand uh, uh, for company-certified computers. In addition, in addition to adding support for foldable devices and Wi-Fi 6E standard, the new Evo PCs will also offer iPhone and Apple Watch integration with iMessage support for the very first time. Um 
So uh, Intel, I guess, acquired a company called Screenovate, a platform known for providing solutions to manage and control iOS and, and Android devices. But it sure seems like a lot of these companies are getting bought up. <laughs> uh, and um, this is uh, uh, the platform already uses the Dell, Dell's uh, mobile connect tool. And now it's going to be available uh, on these on these Intel Evo uh, certificated uh, certified computers. Uh, they during the, during a presentation they actually uh, demonstrated the iPhone uh, users access the text messages even even on on Windows. So maybe they won't be green bubbles anymore. Um, so Warren, you, you you and I both uh, well all of us uh, all three of us actually uh, what uh, what do you think um, this this is going to do for iPhone and Apple Apple Watch support for our PC friends. Um, yeah, actually, also Google announced something similar today, right? They're working on some kind of AirPlay yep. thing and uh, a handoff thing that's kind of doing so. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought iMessage, I didn't think it was even possible just the way the encryption works. There was some hacked work workarounds on it mm-hmm. in the past where you could have a Mac running and it was able to kind of like, you know, uh, be the middleman to give you the... the uh, iMessages, but yeah, I mean, uh, iMessage and FaceTime are Apple's candy to to entice users to uh, Apple, and mm-hmm. they've they've kept it pretty tight to Apple. Um, so I don't know if you know, I don't know how all this is going to go, um, but you know. Um, I know they're trying to get more. Uh, there's been talks of a unified messaging system, and not iMessage in particular, but a unified messaging system. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I mean, if, if it works, and you know, of course, everybody's going to pick it apart and saying it's not <laughs> safe or encrypted or blah blah blah, and we'll see how it goes. What do you think, Kelly? Well, I'm curious about it for a bunch of reasons, but if it was, if it was something that Intel could have implemented this easily, then if they had done it sooner, maybe they would still be making processors for laptops this for the fruit company. For the fruit I mean, company. who can say? Um, like I, I, as much as I prefer iMessage and the experience and all that, like I would much prefer to have uh, something everyone can use, you know, like as much as I prefer messages, like, SMS will usually get the edge just because I know that works. I know whoever you are, you can get that message. Maybe it's a green bubble. Maybe it's, you know, maybe you have no concept of bubbles because you have an Android device or a Windows phone or whatever. And I know that it will work for you with SMS. And so like SMS is as close to like unified messaging as we really have right now. And so sometimes that wins. And uh, I honestly, I sort of hope that this ends up, um, aggravating Cupertino and they end up doing something better on their own and implement something themselves. And this is the kind of thing that is sort of a swipe at Apple that kind of forces them to compete. And those are the things I like to watch is, you know, like when a new version of windows comes out and it's really good, like windows seven or windows 10, and like, it's got a lot of good features and it's not swallowing its own tongue every 20 minutes, like the windows that we all remember. And when you can, when it's reliable, and it's functional and it's it's easy to use. It's relatively responsive and people can get with it. And it didn't come from Apple. I like watching what Apple does next because now they have to compete because they're known for all of those things, too. And right. so making Apple have to do something about this um, is actually the part I'm the most pleased about, because now maybe 
it will be easier. Maybe there will become an IMS. Maybe there will be an iMessage for Windows app, or you can install something from Apple that gives you iMessage on an Android device or something. You know, and and uh, I want to see what they do next. So I'm absolutely whether or not I actually use this this particular utility or not. I'm glad it exists because I want to see what Apple has to do about it. Yeah, and that's why apps like WhatsApp is so big because it's mm-hmm. universal and right. you know. Apple would love people not to use WhatsApp. And yeah. I, I would love people not to use WhatsApp. because <laughs> yeah. um, But I also don't have to know what phone you have. I just have to know you have WhatsApp. And it right. doesn't matter what hardware right. you have. I know I know how to reach you. You know, sensor some, thing. As you know, like some countries, that's their backbone. Like, yeah. You know, so that's how they talk. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was uh, one interesting uh, thing that was announced. We'll just talk on a few things here. There's so much more, but uh, a couple that were more uh, caught my eye here. Uh, Belkin, which is you know, the big uh, accessory maker and a lot of a lot of, a lot of partnerships with uh, Apple, um, they uh, debuted a, a new Find My compatible sound form uh, noise canceling earbuds. Um, uh, they announced uh, this week uh, high-end sound-forming earbuds, which offer hybrid active noise cancellation and integration with uh, Apple's Find My app. Uh, according to Belkin, the sound-form uh, immerse noise-canceling earbuds are the company's top-of-the-line audio solution. Um, in addition to active noise cancellation, uh, the earbuds feature a multi-point connection to connect to and switch between multiple devices. Uh, and uh, they are equipped with 12 millimeter dual layer dynamic drivers, and there's three microphones, three microphones in each earbud. So, wow, that, that wow. that's that's pretty pretty impressive right there. Um, and they got and it got the interchangeable buds, and that uh, makes it uh, a good thing too. Um, and uh, they said that these are going to launch uh, in the second quarter of 2022. I don't see the pricing on this as of yet, but. I can imagine these are probably priced. I would, would price them right around the near to what the AirPods Pro are, uh, but what these are maybe a little slightly higher. But uh, and they and they are IPX5 water resistant, uh, and they can hold up to light splashes of water and sweat. Um, and sounds can be customized with their Soundform app. So of course they have to have an app to to customize. Uh, but uh, yeah, what do you think, Kelly? This is this is. Uh, I, I mean, it looks like earbuds and are just the, are the thing. A lot of manufacturers. So. Yeah, a lot a lot of places are making them. Um, my my stance though is that this isn't the most interesting thing that Belkin rolled out at CES because they also made some WeMo announcements about how right. they're going to support Thread um, or support Matter, and uh, that to me that's pretty interesting. Uh, and they also, I think it was WeMo came out with a an alarm system. Am I remembering right? I think so. We talked. Wait, wait, wait. We've talked about so much CES stuff at Mac Observer this weekend. I can't remember, um, but they um, uh, there's going to be some some updates to Wemo devices so that the Wemo stuff works with Thread, which is going to be um, works with Matter. I mean, I don't know why I keep interchanging them, um, but it's going to be uh, it's it's a better network. It's a faster network. Everything's nicer. Um, it's gonna be. I'm just gonna ignore Warren. I I see what he did there, and well, I'm choosing. Well done. To, right. um, and like I um, like that's the piece that I think is interesting because one of the great things about Wemo is that it is smart home stuff for people who aren't necessarily smart home people. Um, like if you you know 
your family member who is not necessarily a super technical person and doesn't think that troubleshooting network problems is is their idea of a good time that person can install a Wemo thing and be able to turn the light on and off when they need to or whatever. And that's super awesome. And so like the thing that I recommend to people who are like, Kelly, you have all the smart home things in your house, which I kind of do. Um, like if I want one, what should it be? Like if I want to get started and the thing I tell everyone is Wemo for that reason, because you don't have to have another hub that you hang off your network, you know, another little plastic box that sits in a closet somewhere, taking up an ethernet port and you don't, you don't have to do anything. Because now that they're HomeKit compatible, you plug it in, you take a picture of it with your phone, and then you can boss it around. That's all you have to do. So it's one of the really easy ways to get started or to, you know, solve a small problem. Like every time I drive into the driveway and my phone knows that I'm home, the light comes on. And now when I come in the door, I don't have to come in the door to the dark, you know, and that's great. And so having, having an option like that, that you can, that you can offer people is really good. And the fact that they're just making the network more redundant, more reliable, and, and all of that stuff happens invisibly to end users is fantastic. So I'm really glad to see that, that that's coming out from Belkin. Um, but yeah, I've like, I'm seeing a lot of people trying to up the earbud game and I'm not sure at this point, like how, how, how that's going to go. It just sort of seems like everybody makes their own earbuds now. And I've tried some of them and, uh, I, so far I haven't been super duper impressed with most of them. So like I want to be, um, but so far it, it hasn't happened. So and then the uh, the other other earbud I was going to mention too is Jabra. Jabra is, uh, does make some some pretty decent. They make stuff. some good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And this is their new Elite Seven, uh, which was a a digital trends editor's choice. It's got um, it's got the audio engineering uh, advanced and engineering the multi center voice for call performance and they're and they're really tiny. They they fit really. They look so small. Small right in your ears, um, mm-hmm. and. It it works great with music with with uh, calls. It's it's at the very latest Bluetooth uh, 5.2, uh, and uh, iOS and Android uh, compatible. Um, and they show uh, they show a breakout breakdown of of of, uh, of what's inside their their earbuds, and they look they look pretty solid. And I've always I've always been pretty impressed with some of the things that Jabra makes because uh, uh, yeah. that's 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 their, that's a, one of their biggest business uh, active noise cancellation. Um, so. Neat little little buds there, and they're. Uh, I'd like to definitely take a listen to see what they sound like. Um, but uh, yeah, they priced out. They're priced out. They're available today, and you can. Uh, they start. They start from uh, one ninety nine, ninety nine. So, uh, yeah, they it's do up look there. really small. But they do yeah. look really small. I've tried. I've tried a lot that you know they talk about all of the stuff that they t- pack into the earbuds, and then I stick them in the, in my ears, and they fall out because they're yeah. heavy and they don't you know, they don't work like they should. And uh, anything that, that will fit reasonably comfortably and I can wear if it's raining and is going to do a decent job. Like I don't expect an earth shattering experience from wireless headphones. I just, uh, I don't, (laughs) I would like if it was good, I just need it to be better than my, my iPhone on speaker, right? Like that's really all I'm ever looking for. And maybe I've just used a whole lot of terrible headphones in my life and I <laughs> uh, don't know to expect any better than that. But, um, you know, if anyone, if anyone has a pair that they want to send me that are awesome yeah. to change my mind about the true wireless earbud experience, I'm literally all ears. 
But for now, like for the most part, I'm really just looking for something mostly that's comfortable and noise cancellation is a bonus. And as long as I can take it, you know, sound decent on a phone call and not like I'm at the bottom of a well, then, you know, for the most part, I'm good with that. So uh, I'm I'm hopeful that enough people will make them that they'll get awesome. And then, uh, you know, maybe my expectation of that can change. Absolutely. Yeah, I am um, real fast. I, no, go ahead. I, I, I use my AirPods Pro all the time. I, I mean, I've tried a whole bunch. I never switch them out. The only thing that makes me kind of, um, the only thing I do switch out here and there are, um, I have a pair of Aftershocks, which are the uh, bone conducting ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, will put, throw the, I will throw them on here and there, especially if, um, you know, like working uh, and, you know, if, if it's uncomfortable for other people to see earbuds in your ear, it's good to have these because they don't think you're ignoring them um, with these because your ears are not covered. Yeah. Uh, my okay. husband has a pair that he wears hiking um, because yeah. then he can hear outside, but exactly. can also listen to an audiobook or listen to some music or something yeah. and, uh, and really likes them for outside for that, for that same purpose. Yeah, it's yeah. good for, it's good for, you know, if you really need to pay attention to the outside and you really want people not to think that you're ignoring them, uh, to be honest with you. So yeah. yeah. And they're not bad and they sound decent. Yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, one other thing, one other item that caught my eye this week, and again, we'll look over the next couple of weeks here. There's so much stuff. I thought just a couple items would be fine. Otherwise, we make this an entire CES show here. So, um, But uh, Belkin also came out with this uh, new new um, stand uh, for an iPhone. It's a magnetic phone mount with face tracking. Uh, you can snap your uh, th- iPhone 13 or iPhone 12 onto this magnetic phone mount, uh, and it has face n- n- recognition tracking that rotates and adjusts uh, to shoot content from any angle. Uh, the accompanying app that uh, uh, follows your movements while you record and links directly to your social media channels. So it's kind of a neat little thing here, and and, and I believe it also charges, uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh, and. Uh, it's not a bad little, little device. It's only sixty nine ninety nine. Uh, it is available now. Uh, uh, check that out. Uh, the Belkin has been making some really cool uh, stands that you can charge all your wireless devices, include the the Trio, where you can do both your iPhone, your uh, AirPods, uh, an AirPods Pro, and your Apple Watch all in one uh, on one pad, as well as uh, stands. So uh, cool stuff. I think Ben Belkin does make some pretty cool things. They do. Yeah. So. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk a little about, uh, since it's the brand new year, 2022, why not talk a little bit about what the, what, a, lot of, a lot of the speculation of what's going to happen uh, in uh, 2022 with Apple. Uh, Mark Gurman, of course, the uh, the, the renowned uh, rumor maker, uh, that does, the, the, does the newsletter on Bloomberg.com. He's, uh, he uh, does have a lot of uh, good uh, good things that he talks about a lot of times. Uh, so they've been talking, uh, of course, uh, a lot of Mac stuff. You know, hopefully they come out with a new external monitor, which will be exciting. I'd like to see that. Um, phones and watches. I think we'll definitely see a 5G version of the iPhone SE. I think yes, he's uh, well. It's going to be is well overdue for uh, for an upgrade for uh, for that uh, for this this fat first half of the year. Of course, we'll, I'm sure we'll see an iPhone 14 at some point, and uh, they're talking about things like a, a whole punch sized notch instead of uh, the full notch that we have. Um, any of this stuff that's caught your eye, uh, that, uh, Kelly, at all that uh, 
that the, the speculation of what's going to happen that they think is going to happen? Well, not yet, because some of it is no great leap of logic, right? Like, we're going to yeah. get another phone. Ooh, that's not really revolutionary. You right. know, there's going to be another watch. Um, the display is the one that I think is the most interesting because Apple doesn't generally doesn't really seem to be interested in displays, which sounds weird, but um, like they're only they're interested in making a display for like a teeny weeny sliver of the market. And they do. And from from the the people that I know who use that, who use that level of monitor at their jobs or or whatever, uh, like those folks have said, like, yeah, this monitor is no joke. Like it it does stand up to the other stuff that we were using at work. It does. Uh, you know, it does compete on that level. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the question is, what, is whether or not a consumer electronics company is going to do the same thing with another screen. And the thing that's really interesting about this to me is that Apple has been in the consumer electronics display business for 15 years tomorrow, as you yeah. pointed out at the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, I mean, the iMac, the iPhone, you know, it's not like Apple stopped making displays when they stopped selling you a screen you could hook to your computer right they just sold you they just sold you computers with the screens built in so you know they never stopped selling a laptop they mm -hmm. never stopped you know the the iphone get, the ipad they the get iPad the screens mini, from other places uh, the watches make, right they, they don't make been. the screens they source them from samsung and other places. right well i mean they weren't making their own in in a, in a lot of those cases, they weren't making their own in the first place. Somebody else, they were designed to someone else's specs, just like the processors and other stuff. So it's it's just interesting to me that you know Apple Apple has this this stance of like we got out of the consumer display business as there are a billion of their displays in people's pockets around the world. So um, it's kind of funny to me that that's that's where they've ended up. Um, mm -hmm. Like I don't know the the, the stuff that's usually interesting to me is the stuff that isn't necessarily interesting to other people. So um, like, I want to see the watch get more independent. That would be a really nice thing yeah. to happen this year. If they could give me a, a hardware implementation, like we've taken baby steps, like first it got cellular service and now we have the family set up and I would really like if it could be its own independent, more independent device in some way. Um, as someone who got an, uh, a, a series seven watch for Christmas and uh, failed completely at the unpair repair thing and like lost all my stuff and had to start over again. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I was super mad. Um, I, it made me say a bunch of words that I'm not going to say now because <laughs> I don't want you to have to edit, but, um, but, Oh, I know them. And it, um, like it was a really frustrating experience and I really, I want that to be easier. And I also want for, uh, my family members who are Android users to be able to have a good watch experience and everything I, and I've done a ton of research on the Android side to try and find something that would be good for them and not been able to find it. So for Apple to, to, um, to do more, to uh, get sort of back to where they used to be back in the day of, we understand we're not the only game in town and we know we have to play nice with windows. We know we have to play nice with Microsoft office files. We know, you know, all the way all of these things work, like we know people are going to use other stuff too. And we need to be able to integrate with all of that. And so I would really like if Apple spent this year doing more to integrate with other places, more to be a good member of those, those other sort of outside communities. And, uh, and, and then also give us things like um, an Apple watch with more independence and be able to, to make that something that's viable for other people to use. And, you know, um, 
I would almost like an SE version of the Apple Watch SE, uh, you know, which is basically, you know, like basically Apple's Fitbit. Like I would like them to make one that's a little bit smaller, a little bit less expensive. Maybe you only get like two watch faces with it and, you know, and it's got family set up and maybe it does cellular. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you have to have a phone, but maybe that phone could be an Android phone and it'll track your steps and your heart rate and um, sync it all to the app of your choice, you know, or whatever. Um, And, and get people another way to reel people into the apple ecosystem so like if if i were going to pick something that would be what i would pick but i don't find anything particularly compelling about apple's going to have another phone and apple's going to have another uh you know another um uh, another watch or another you know another tiny phone that fits in people's pockets which is you know somehow revolutionary which is really funny because to go back to the original iphone announcement i remember people's reactions being who would carry around a phone that big <laughs> it wasn't that you know? big though <laughs> well relative compared to the little bitty flippy do that most yeah. people had in their pockets at the time True. you know because it was that or a blackberry you know and it was even bigger than a blackberry and like who's going to carry around a phone that's bigger than a blackberry i mean come on <laughs> So, yeah, you know, the, that kind of like that kind of stuff is these big ones now. So <laughs> I know because they just continue to expand. I'm like, why do you want something bigger? If it's one handed, you can't reach anything yeah. with your thumb. And yeah, so yeah, I'm still I'm still, you know, team 5S. That's I think that's the best one they made. And I, I like that one because I can hit all of it with my thumb when I hold small. it in one hand. It was the, the best one. So the, uh, I want to see Apple do something more interesting than than that you know and and give us uh something else that would be more fun yeah it'd be interesting to see if anything anything of, of a new product like we saw, i said uh, uh, the show last week last week uh, last year's show uh the air tag was basically the only new new product that really apple introduced last year um i won't like mm-hmm. is there going to be something new i mean ar is probably going to be the air uh, ar glasses is going to be something uh of a thing. I mean, that, that's a lot of room. If about that's that. this year, if that's this year, it could be next year. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, iPad. I think the the new iPad pro could come with wireless charging. I don't think I think I complain too much. I don't be interesting to see how they would implement something like that, especially, you know, a 12.9 inch iPad pro is, is going to be doing wireless charging. How would you be laying that on top of a, of a wireless? The charger? same way, the same way you'll do it with the M2 MacBook, which is set it on the little mat that it yeah. comes with so that you can there wirelessly you charge it that way. Like, What's honestly, the that's, that's the thing I really want to see is the, the next M series processor. Like given yeah. the, ch- the, given the jump between the M1 and then the yeah. pro, the M1 pro, uh, even before you get to the max between the M1 and the M1 pro, like, what are we going to get between the M1 pro and the next thing? Right. Uh, that's going to be. Or if it's an M2, for that matter. Do we wait, do, we, do, we do it do it now with the M1 or wait to the M2? Who knows? Yeah. Is it going to get another name? You know, yeah. So, but whatever that ends up being and what kind of uh, speed and power they can unlock from that tiny, 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 tiny processor, uh, that's the stuff that I want to see happen. Like, what's, yeah. what's going on with those? One other thing that was interesting that was announced, uh, this was our collection 95 Mac, uh, that Apple could launch a uh, audio uh, book service uh, later this year, which I think would be pretty phenomenal, honestly. Uh, and a lot of us like to read, book, uh, do audio books, you know, a big, that'd be a big time competitor to Audible, that's for sure, because really Audible hasn't had a really good competitor uh, before. So, uh, well, they did, and it was Amazon, and then Amazon bought Audible, Audible and so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so here we yeah. are. So, you know, 
with with the services industry, so it's just it's just it's mind boggling of how much money now Apple is making on their services, in this, on the services industry, all their services. This would not be at all surprising at all that Apple comes up with another another product like this, and to and also included in the Apple One bundle. I would be even more stoked uh, to that they would add something like this. But uh, you know, they already got News Plus and Fitness Plus. Why not? Uh, why not add another service like a books uh, bundle? You know, they have the they they do the the books now, uh, but of course they're just you know you have to read them. Uh, but you uh, but. Uh, and they do sell some. I do believe they sell some of the audiobooks through the bookstore. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but this, if this but is it's a, a sell, it, it's selling and sell. it's not. Yeah, it's not um, library style, and it's not um, primarily audiobooks. So, like, yep. yes, they're they are available, but that's not the point of the Apple Bookstore. And so, right. um, yeah, I definitely. I hope this is one. I I hope happens because uh yeah. i have an audible subscription and i would like to um i would like to see how apple does it yeah i don't find their app all that all that compelling it's kind of weird sometimes it gets into a weird state where if my screen falls asleep the book stops playing and yeah. there's like gyrations sometimes that go into <laughs> troubleshooting and so i would much rather uh you know have it come from apple so Hopefully it would just have better integration and then I could just pay for books with actual money instead of having to go buy credit somewhere else and then come back to the app and cash them in. So that would also be nice. Um, but yeah, it, um, I, I'm curious where this is going to go. And th- like this may be the thing that sends me to the Apple One bundle. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, oh my gosh, I'm loving it. But well, I, when I, the last time I did the math, it didn't check out. Yeah. Charlotte has an article with the Apple bundle math that shows how you like, if these are the things that you are using, this is how much money you can save. And I, at that point it didn't pencil out, but if Apple's going to give me books with it too, then I might have to Could rethink my life choices. Put it over the edge. With, with this, yeah. is this it's not like you- I don't subscribe to anything. Like, let me be clear. Right, it's right. not like I don't subscribe to stuff, but paying for Apple music a year at a time and paying for Apple fit for fitness plus a year at a time. Uh, and then like my 99 cents of, additional iCloud storage like it the math doesn't make sense so it's just a question of um like when it would pencil out and if they're gonna add books as a service then that might be the thing that makes it worth it at my house so we'll have to see well you and i warren both are on the apple one premiere bundle so i mean if if they added it to the boat to to our our existing bundle i wouldn't complain um is it something that (laughs) interests you though Warren? are you one that uh likes the audiobooks no, no, it's uh, um, I'll see the movie. I don't, I don't need to hear somebody read to me. So okay, um, yeah. So uh, the, I'll, I'll file it with the Fitness Plus on on the bundle um, for me. <laughs> Got it. Um, all right. With the remaining time we have left here, I have one tip, and I also want to talk about an app here. Um, what the first tip here was uh, the fact of uh, iPhone photo data. You know. Any of your photos that you take a picture of, it's it, it definitely could reveal your exact location, uh, which can be kind of scary if it does bother you. Uh, I mean, me, it doesn't isn't much of a big deal, but uh, uh, it is helpful when you tag your photos of their locations because it can be very helpful because it'll be quick is a quick way to find where your photos were taken, which I do like because you're, you're most a lot of times when we go on vacation, we like to uh, take pictures. We want to know where they're at, um, but what you can do is. Um, 
if you want, if you're if you're a little more paranoid and you don't like to have this information there, uh, you can uh, strip out the GPS data, and it does have its benefits, but it can be very tedious if you want to go through the, and do this. Um, what you do is you start out by opening the photo or the photos you want to share. You click the share button, um, and then you go into the options at the top of the sharing screen, and you could put on the turn off location toggle to remove the GPS data on the select photos. And then you, you click, you tap done and you save your changes. And then once you've shared your photos, you can share them safely and then it won't actually have the actual location to where you were. Um, cause a lot of time maybe it's a photo that's taken at your home or some, some place that you don't want, you want to keep secure. Um, now there is there is a way to turn it off actually permanently. I don't know if you necessarily would want to do that, but uh, you do have that option if you so choose. Um, if you go into the settings app, you go under privacy and then location services. Uh, select the camera to access the camera settings, and then select uh, never under allow for location access. And that's a little extreme. I don't know if I'd want to turn that ever turn that off. I don't know if you guys would would would, but uh, uh, I want to, I want I actually leave in her house. Yeah, well that too, but uh, <laughs> but. There is that option if you want to be able to to, to change that. So, uh, so check that out if you f- feel the need to turn off your data. But I'm I'm hey I got nothing to hide. <laughs> I think most of us don't. My I life do is like, not that interesting. I yeah. like having the one off option of it though. Like if you share right. a photo with somebody, maybe you don't want to have the exact location of that for whatever reason. Right. Um, you want to make sure that 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 doesn't show. I like that you get the granularity out of it. Like if you send it in messages, it shows. Like. Uh, also sharing location information and it just tells you and it I just always prefer to know rather than have it sort of be mysterious what's happening to my information so I like that yeah. it's upfront about it I, I, I do appreciate that piece of it me too and then uh, I have one app I wanted to talk about I found this uh, today actually I haven't had a chance to play with it much but uh, it was actually highlighted in 9 to 5 Mac here audio trimmer it lets you users easily trim and any audio files on the iPhone or the iPad uh, iOS offers native tools, of course, for editing images and videos, but there's nothing when it comes to audio editing. And with this in mind, a developer had created an app called Audio Trimmer that comes to solve just that, as it lets users trim any audio files on an iPhone or an iPad. Uh, as the name suggests, Audio Trimmer uh, is focusing on just trimming audio files. Um, now, it may, this may sound pretty basic. Apple's mobile operating system doesn't offer any feature like this, so to have an app that actually is going to allow you to be able to do it is, is I think, pretty nifty. Uh, us, well, at least two of us being podcasters, obviously we have our tools that we use for editing audio, so this probably isn't it's going to be much for us, but there might be time you want to do editing with this. And uh, the great thing th- about this is it's free. It's free on the App Store, uh, cool. and uh, you could tr- check it out. And uh, I think this is pretty cool. Just trimming and cutting audio files. Very simple. It's getting a lot of good reviews. Um, uh, he, he keeps I'm curious about the use case for it. Like what, yeah. aside from podcasting, um, what sort of audio files people, uh, people are using it for and what people are trimming, trimming with it. So um, if this is just leveling up somebody's mobile, mobile broadcast game, then rock and roll. Uh, I'm very curious and I would like to hear more. Yeah. Uh, but I want to, I would also like to find out what other people are doing with it just because um, like, I know you can shoot video on your, on your, on your camera, on your phone and Apple gives you basic stuff so that you can make edits to that. And then there's like other apps that you can use if you want to edit the video, but Apple gives you something very basic to do that. And you know, you shoot it on your phone, you cut it together on your phone and you send it out from your phone to wherever it is, it's going to go. And there you go. But uh, with audio, that just seems like a very different proposition to me. And maybe it's just because of 
because I come at it from the I literally record audio and send it out the door every single you know you, every week you, every single you, weekday. You and I um, just do both, so so I find it sort of confusing. Uh, well, I find it confusing. What else you would use it for? Uh, voice so memos, maybe. I mean, maybe like that was. Memo? Yeah, that was the only thing I could think of when I read about it. Was well, maybe it's like maybe it's it's a voice memo thing, but then I wasn't sure, and so yeah, I would like to find out how people are using it and and uh, dig a little bit deeper into like what the use case looks like for it because you know if it's like i'm all for a good tool that makes your phone more more useful to you in some particular way and so you know i don't have all the camera apps installed but for people who are super into photography there are a lot of options available for you to make use of the hardware that you have and this is just another one of those sorts of things so um yeah i definitely want to find out more i do too and uh like that it's free yeah for the new year's every all my audio wants to trim Nor I'm David. We'll get through it together. Yes. All right. So on that note, <laughs> let's, go ahead, let, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we now have a new way to support the show. If you want to buy me a coffee or buy us a coffee, buy it, uh, please go to buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash in touch with ios uh, make sure you like share and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming on our youtube channel which is at youtube.com slash dave g65 we also can watch uh, and listen to past shows visit in touch with ios magazine on flipboard where many of the topics that we discuss are flipped onto the list and uh, and those are also the links in our show notes um, you can also subscribe uh to the show and your favorite podcatcher including apple podcasts and many others but better yet go to our website at intouchwithios.com where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there i am dave ginsburg and you can find me on twitter at dave g65 and uh kelly gomont thank you as always we always a thrill having you here please tell everybody where they can find you uh gosh um we haven't done this on Mac Voices in a couple of weeks, so I don't yeah, have it you're, like you're, fresh you're, in my mind. I'm like, hmm, I have to put it all back together in my brain and figure out how to get it all into a sentence. Um, okay, here we go. You can find me five days a week over at the Mac Observer, where I am the host of the Daily Observations podcast at MacObserver.com. You can also find me on Twitter as Verso. You can find me hosting the um over at the incomparable you can find me occasionally as a panelist and also hosting the podcast i want my mcu tv which is over there and uh when it comes back because uh hbo announced that there is finally going to be more westworld in 2022 you can hear the show i do with don melton called greetings from the uncanny valley over there as well you can find me at aftershowpodcast.com where i do the after show podcast with mike rose uh, which is basically the two of us cracking each other up um, in very nerdy fashion for like an hour, like whenever we can get it scheduled. Um, that's our official podcast schedule is whenever we can get enough of our poop in a group to both be in the same place at the same time. We'll talk about it. Um, and then uh, the rest of the time, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. Thank you so much. And uh, Warren, where can everybody find you? Uh, now that I'm popping my head out of the uh, sand, um back on facebook a little bit um active future facebook group uh it's you know doing what it does nothing controversial nothing uh but really people talking about uh, technology um and then um 
other than that, we do the show. Sometimes we do the show on Tuesdays, and um, um, yeah, it's good to be back. Great to yeah. great to have you back, and great for everybody to be back for 2022. We have lots more shows coming this year. Can't wait. We'll have a lot of fun. Appreciate everybody listening, and we'll talk again soon.